You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody, guys. Locked On Browns, episode 203. Uh, guys, I appreciate your patience. Uh, for some of you who do not know, some of you actually you do, uh, about three weeks ago I was involved in a minor, well, yeah, I, wouldn't, I guess minor, minor car accident, airbag deployed, uh, took a pretty good shot to the chest and the throat. Um, when I was trying to give the story to the police, uh, the officer said to me, he's like, I can't hear a word you're saying. So in an ambulance I went and I was diagnosed with a bruised vocal cord. Uh, I was basically given a ultimatum of to not speak for three weeks. Um, as you guys know, talking is my strong point. A uh, New Jersey guy telling him not to speak is, I mean, you, you know, there's probably no worse thing you can ask a guy who lives in New Jersey. Um, made it through to the other side, uh, you know, also coaching my daughter's soccer team. So uh, I think it was seven games over a three-week period where, uh, you know, no able to raise the voice. So all that was difficult. But guys, clean bill of health, back, ready to go. Got some great things and some fun things in mind here for the next seven weeks till we get back to training camp and, you know, can start breaking all that down. But, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to be back here on the ride. Joining me here this evening, obviously, guys, been on many times before from NFL Spin Zone. Does a great job covering the Browns. Pete Smith. Pete, buddy, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm always happy to come back and defend my title. I don't know what title you're speaking of. I'd be great, greatest uh, guest on this podcast. Oof, man, man. Look, at least you trying to rub elbows with the Daniel Jeremiah's of the world. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I will say though, man, Daniel was. It's you know you talk to some of these guys who hold these higher up positions in this business, and you're like, man, they can't truly be as nice of people as they come off, you know, on TV and other things. Daniel Jeremiah, 110 percent the real deal. And we spent some time talking. You know, he's got younger kids too. You know, he's around a lot of track meets. Just you know, phenomenal guy. Deserves all the success he's got. He's gotten and will have coming his way. But we're going to get moving on here. Uh, look, first things first here, you know, I, I don't want to recap some of the stuff, obviously, that's been covered at Nauseam for the past three weeks. I guess, you know, top right on the front burner. We're going to go right to the Michael Kendrick signing. Pete, let me get your thoughts here. Um, it's interesting. Uh, I mean, from a pure depth standpoint, it's an outstanding move. Uh, but then you're seeing all this stuff about... The guy who originally reported it said uh, he was going to start immediately, and I don't know if he doesn't realize who's on the Browns at linebacker or what. And then, well, when he listed the names on the roster, he kind of forgot somebody that had almost 145 tackles last year and went to a Pro Bowl. So yeah, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, bad tad bit as well. And then uh, today, Ian Rappaport was reporting that you know this allows them to do packages and this, that, and the other, which could be a big change but it i mean it could vary from maybe he's just going to do a J- james burgess did last year before jamie collins got hurt to maybe they don't trust their all their defensive linemen and they're going to use some varied packages that maybe like a jamie collins type becomes an edge type player and kendrick's uh would then fill in as a normal linebacker spot i mean he's doesn't do anything different than the guys they have do. He's a run-and-chase linebacker who blitzes pretty well. He doesn't do anything particularly great in coverage. Um, so, you know, again, if, if, if there's an injury, he's extremely valuable to have. Uh, it's a great one-year deal. Kendricks, for his part, gets a pretty nice chunk of change for 
for the one year and, and potentially you know resets his ability next off season to get a nicer contract. But uh, you know this is the type of deal where you know normally the Browns don't get these types of guys. So that from that standpoint, it's a uh, nice little uh, setup. Well, you know, first things first, and I saw you know some of the Twitter reaction. Ah, we don't need him. When you're 0 16, there isn't anybody who's got a pedigree and carries the grades of a Michael Kendricks that you say we don't need. And you know, as we've we've talked that nauseum, what are you trying to do here? Is go to camp with the greatest 90 players you can. A lot of that stuff gets itself worked out over a camp, gets itself worked out over a six-week period before you even see opening day. So a guy like this on the market, you know, you go and you jump in that. Also, what I like here, you know, what we liked about Tyrod Taylor. You know, a lot of people want to joke about how Buffalo made the playoffs last year. That's fine. The bottom line is Buffalo made the playoffs last year. You're bringing in guys who this is what, you know, now they, they, they kind of, they're accustomed to it. Michael Kendricks is coming from a Super Bowl winner. You know, he, he's not walking in here looking around, you know, saying 0-16. Oh, he's not thinking 2-14 and 14 is going to be a good thing. He's not thinking 3-13 and 13 is going to be a good thing. Michael Kendricks comes from playing good football, winning the Super Bowl. That's what he's going to expect from the guys he's playing with. Um, is it going to affect the D? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting, obviously. You know, we, right now you're talking, you know, four to five linebackers deep. You've got a Joe Schobert with all the, you know, the, the amount of production he put up last year. Uh, Jamie Collins, still a wild card here. Uh, you know, Michael Kendrick plays out well here. He probably could be in line for a nice, sweet deal to stay if that's the route he chooses to go. We'll see how it goes. But in no way, shape, or form, you know, is Michael Kendrick's a guy that this team didn't need. You take that 90 guys and you're going to whittle it down as you get through camp, whether it's through injuries, whether it's through a guy who just can't cut it, whatever the reason may be. But, you know, you get a guy like this and for $3.5 million, by all means, you got to jump on that. Uh, guys, Chris Manning, Locked On Cavs. He's doing a fantastic job, guys, with the coverage over there. I know the wounds are a little deep right now. First two games in Golden State really didn't go the way, obviously, Cleveland fans were looking for. But anything you need, Chris Manning's got you covered. you probably get two to three shows before the next tip-off. So go ahead, check out Chris and Locked On Cavs. Now, Pete, with the Kendrick signing, I, I want to jump over into, I, I, I don't want to say maybe a similar guy, because, you know, Kendrick's obviously with a deep, proven record, obviously, you know, with, you know, Philly and his time there, obviously just got to a point where, you know, they were already up against it money-wise. But Jonathan Hankins, uh, you know, if he's still looking for $10 million, $7 million, $8 million, whatever it is, once he gets down off that high, because that's exactly what it is, and I know you've stressed the importance and where you think there's some lacking in the interior of this defensive line. Um, you know, obviously our third round pick, it seems like he's really into t-shirts and music and things of that nature, which causes some great concern. I don't care if you have interests off the field, but it seems like he's just got so many. It's something that you kind of put your eye on a little bit. But Jonathan Hankins, obviously, you know, Ohio State kid. If you could work something out, if it was a one, one year, three and a half, four million, is this something the Browns should be pursuing or at least keeping their eyes on, Pete? I would love to sign Jonathan Hankins, and I'd pay him. I'd happily pay him more than that. The three technique, as it's currently constituted, is I would say garbage. I, I don't think. I, I think Trevon Coley's a nice little role player. I'm not sold on Caleb Brantley at all. Trenton Thompson, if he can stay healthy, if he can stay out of trouble, he could be something. But Jonathan Hankins is a nose guard, a true nose guard, and he's a guy who who can 
actually get some pass rush from the one technique. And obviously a lot of people are expecting Larry Ogunjobi to play that spot, and I get it. But when he came out, uh, I was – I mean, I, I thought Larry Ogunjobi could play the nose, but I had no reason to doubt he could also play the three. So if you're saying that we signed Jonathan Hankins to a one-year deal for, say, $6 million or whatever, and that puts Larry Ogunjobi back at the three – and your starting defensive line is, you know, Ogba, Hankins, Ogunjobi, and Garrett, I think that's a decidedly better group than, you know, the three guys you really believe in and one of those three technique guys, whether it's Coley or one of those. So, you know, I think that's a big advantage. And obviously with Greg Williams, who loves to play the run anyway, that gives you sort of that wall that you had last year um, with Shelton, at the nose that kept those linebackers free, but at the same time you're going to have more. In, you'd have more interior pressure from that, which would hopefully also help out your ends. Uh, so, to me, I think it would be a great move. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of of the belief that Jonathan Hankins isn't so much demanding money as he's the guy who's kind of sort of trying to avoid a little bit of the camp stuff and come in late. Uh, and basically get right on the field uh, and, and, you know, just hit it right from there, which may not appeal to the Browns and may have him land on a more of a playoff contender. But if they can, if they can get him in the same, you know, in that same vein of, of Michael Kendricks where he carries you through a year, uh, yeah, I, I love that idea. And I love the concept of, you know, making the, uh, you know, with, with Kendricks, it's, it's making sure that, uh, Joe Schobert, I don't think he's this type of guy, but there's a guy right behind you making sure you don't rest on that success. And in this case, it's another guy pushing, you know, the guys like Caleb Brantley and some of those other guys to really stay engaged and really keep working. That this, you know, you've got all this, uh, you know, what should be motivation and going on 16, but you know, camp can get boring and, and you know, it, it, it drags on and having a guy who's constantly pushing you can keep you sort of engaged through maybe, you know, a practice where, you, you know, you just kind of want to get through it and it may force you to keep going. Yeah, for me, I mean, look, this is, you know, and obviously, look, if it hasn't happened at this point, you know, I, I do agree with your stance that maybe he's, you know, trying to, you know, basically, you know, make it easier on himself, which is never a good thing because you, you wonder about how much time, how much effort, how much commitment he's putting in on his own when he's not under a team control. So obviously that brings up something of that nature. But look, guys like this should not be available right now. So me personally, you know, if I'm John Dorsey, I'm the front office, you know, I'm in daily contact with Hankins Camp. Look, we'll take him. We want him here. Just let it, let us know if we're in this dance or not. So, you know, that is definitely something I, I want to keep my eyes on, and I would love to see that to come to fruition here. You know, obviously somewhere before late July, obviously when we break for camp. Uh, guys, Locked On NFL, we, ha- we have a new sponsor. Um, and obviously thankful for every sponsor we get. Um, so, look, for, for some of you guys, look, as you get older, maybe everything's not always in working order as far as the bedroom, the missus, the girlfriend, the wife. Um, what's the worst part about this scenario? Worst part about this scenario is what do I do? Uh, I don't want to sit in a doctor's office. I do not want to fill out the necessary paperwork. The last thing I want to do is sit in front of a doctor and say, hey, this isn't working correctly. So our new sponsor has found a perfect 
remedy for you. Our new sponsor, BlueChew.com. Blue like the color, B-L-U-E, BlueChew.com. Sign up through the site. You, basically, they will fill out the prescription for you. For $5, all you've got to pay with the promo code I'm going to give you, the promo code of Locked On. $5, pay for your shipping. They will send it to you discreetly. It is made with some of the same uh, FDA-approved things that are in Viagra, Cialis, whatever that may be. So if you want, if it's something you need, it's something you need to pursue, maybe try this avenue first. Um, because it's a gum and it's chewable, it works quicker. So it's not a take a pill and a few hours later, it's more of a ready to go, a, you know, basically a shock, shock injection if you need it whatsoever. But BlueChew.com, guys, it's something you need, something you're interested in, something you need to pursue. Go ahead, check out BlueChew.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Like I said, they'll send you a very discreet package. All you got to pay is $5 for the shipping. They'll take care of the prescription right through the website. They got you handled that way. Uh, as we're going to move on here, uh, Pete, uh, Friday was the, the lake jump heard around the world. And... I, I, I just, as much as you were hoping the idea was great and it was going to be cleansed, the jokes come from it and this and that and the other thing. Uh, go ahead, Pete. The late jump. You can't catch a break. No. Uh, the, he he the, can't win from losing. Cleveland has not, it just has not worked. That Just nothing he does uh, has, has been kind to him. Um Obviously, you've seen the photos and the people who've made jokes of the photos, and they're all hilarious. And I encourage you to uh, yes, find keep them retweeting out. them. Keep retweeting them. Keep 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 making memes out of them. Every oh my god, I love every one of them. But what's funny to me is like when they they did the press conference. You know, he was like, "Well, the, you know, I'm going to make the coaches do it." I didn't see any coaches. Uh, <laughs> no. I didn't see any players. I saw what looked like sales staff and, and, and you know, those type of people. And I, and I guess, you know, they are, have learned the harsh lesson of what it means to go 0-16, and they will never, ever go 0-16 again, th those salespeople. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole thing, hey, look, all the credit to, you know, what he was trying to do, for the charity, uh, certainly a good cause. He's, you know, he's got a charity which you know seems more relevant than ever with with uh, human trafficking, and they raised I think thirty thousand dollars with that. So you know, nothing but the best with that. But I mean, again, he just even even when he's trying to do something that is just you know, you know putting himself in position to be made fun of, you know, should should have checked the shorts, and you know. Here we are, and that's you know all the what's the stuff that makes makes me laugh the most are the people who are like really trying to give Hugh a clean slate, and then that stuff happens, and you're just like, come on, you, you just can't catch a break. But um, it, it should be interesting. I'll be curious to see uh, what angle the Hard Knocks people got for it, because that'll be uh, you know on HBO the first episode, I presume, and and I'm <laughs> of Hugh uh, Hugh half-assing another. Another uh, Cleveland Browns event. No, and, and here's the thing, Pete, because you know one of the things when we always joke back and forth, and, and I bring up Jersey, is we go swimming in oceans. So we deal with a much stronger current, much bigger waves. First things first, 
Was the bathing suit even his? Because, I mean, for that to happen, you're talking about a bathing suit that's maybe two or three sizes too big. Um, and I'll tell you right now, if he was in the in the Atlantic Ocean on the Jersey Shore, we would have saw everything. We're not talking about, you know, three quarters of the ass. Oh, no, 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 no. He would have been, they would have been, he might not even have had him anymore. I'm talking about, you know, the uh, Modern Family episode where they're in Australia and the next thing you know, can't even find the kid's bathing suit. That's where he would have been. Uh, look, yeah, Pete, uh, look, Hugh, double knot that sucker. I mean, but look, I mean, if there's any saving grace for it, look, I don't think Hugh Jackson could possibly be humiliated anymore. So I, I don't think it can get any deeper than this now between 1 and 31, 0 and 16. You just tried to do the, tried to do a nice thing through something where you put a statement out that you thought you were never going to have to back up, and you did, and then this happened. But Look, there's no lower. There's no lower. It'll be interesting, and by all means, that that is going to be a very interesting part to the way Hard Knocks starts. Uh, you know, Hard Knocks, half-ass Hard Knocks, whatever title they want to go with that first episode should be pretty good. Uh, guys, locked on MLB. Uh, you know, look up in full swing. Uh, when I when I got injured, and my Mets were doing great. I, I, I was enjoying it and love promoting locked on MLB. Uh, However, now not so much. Uh, Indians obviously picking up, so you Cleveland fans are enjoying that. Uh, you know, kind of, kind of the way I figured they would. Uh, so, guys, but locked on MLB. Anything you need, check it out. Check out your favorite team. Go ahead and follow along the shows over there. Now, Pete, we're going to dip in here to you know the only real football we can actually get to this point here. But OTAs, uh, I, I got to admit, uh, you know, you know, and you and I have been stand, stand, standing hard on the Jarvis Landry. Look, the money I will never get, but I will see from what I, I will say from what I've seen. Jarvis Landry showing out, obviously Josh Gordon. I mean, you just see all the natural ability, and you see him in a simple setting like an OTA, and, and it's just beautiful to watch this guy work. But give me some thoughts here so far. Well, um, you know, this is you've coached, I've coached. This is the thing where you you know you always have to remind yourself. Um, don't fall in love with guys in, you know, in shorts. Uh, so, and, and, but look, as much as we'll talk about how, you know, it's sad and, you know, OTAs don't mean very much. I'll watch every clip about a hundred times of course. like everybody else does. Uh, but my biggest takeaway, honestly, is, is Nick Chubb uh, and, and watching him do the drills at, you know, 225 pounds and how good he looks. Uh, but I mean, you know, Getting my getting to see Miles Garrett at full speed is always fun. Uh, you know, just guys being healthy and being out there, and and you know, getting a little bit of that sense that uh, the draft picks are real because you're seeing them with you know the guys who are already on the team. So that's sort of a, a fun sense of things. So whether it's you know Baker Mayfield or Chubb or you know Denzel Ward, who you know this this should be the this should be an area. It's it's good to read and see that Denzel Ward is doing well, but really realistically, given what he does well, this should be you know where he dominates. The fact that he's that athletically gifted, yeah, he should be able to run with guys really well. Uh, you, you just hope that momentum carries over to when they put the pads on. Um, yeah, I, I, it's fun. I mean, that's all I could say is, and, and especially with the uh, <clears throat> questionable uh, NBA Finals going on, it makes me that more much more. <laughs> excited to see this going on and to sort of you know we're getting to that point where football feels real again even if you know we're still four months from 
uh, or three months from from games, you know, counting. Ninety-seven days, Pete. Ninety-seven but the, days. But the fact that we're you know getting to that point where everything feels real and you're starting to see, you know, this could work. And as much as we have, you know, many, many, many questions about uh, Hugh Jackson his attempts to catch walleye in Lake Erie, that we are <laughs> genuinely excited about the roster that they they're building and the, and the way this team's going to come come together and, and see how that works and the growth of this team and everything with that. So it's just sort of fun and, you know, it, it's it's like a cheap sugar high, I guess. When you see these, you're excited to see all these clips. You see 10 seconds and you're giddy for a second. It, like, it's just, it's just fun. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, for the, you know, for, if you, you know, if you are this deep into loving the game of football, you'll take what you can get at this point. I mean, when you're a football junkie, I mean, yeah, it's just a little taste but you just see, you know, and to see the raw ability, and you see it with the Ward clips, and Josh Gordon. Obviously, we haven't gotten to see him in this capacity, you know, for a while, and just the the easiness and the that it comes to him as as an athlete. And you know, again, I will I will say this: Jarvis Landry looking very sharp. I will never agree with the money, but that's another story for another day. Or I've told that story, but <laughs> um, not the uh, obviously. You know, I, I you brought up Chubb, and I do think there's no doubt in my mind uh, as far as running attempts and yardage. He will be the leading rusher on this team. Duke Johnson will still have his role. Um, just from the little glimpses here over the last week or two, give me somebody that maybe you, it piqued your interest a little bit more than he had had. Uh, that's a good question. Um, I mean, realistically, it's any – it's it's – the cop, it's two players really. It's T.J. Carey and Brian Body Calhoun, and obviously Brian Body Calhoun was here last year, and he was great. And you know th- this whole cross training idea with you know having Greg Williams pressing these guys to learn second position, so you're seeing him take reps at safety. You know if the season, you know w- when the season rolls around, is Body going to be the slot corner, or is there some weird situation where? T.J. Carey, who is, I believe, the highest-paid corner on the team, is going to be a slot, be the slot guy. And how is this ultimately? I mean, genuine, genuinely speaking, we can we can basically project three positions in the secondary, uh, in the sense that it's going to be you know Jabril Peppers, uh, Demarius Randall, and presumably Denzel Ward is going to be one of those corner spots. But they have so many guys, and you don't know where any of them are going to play that it's going to be sort of interesting to watch. So DJ Carey, that's the one I'm sort of very curious to see how that plays out. Definitely interesting, and like you said, uh, you know, long long group. And look, I'm not sold. I mean, there still could be a move or two here once we get to week two, week three, week four of the preseason. If this team ends up healthy, you know, there could be some guys that were moved. Obviously, like a Taylor. Obviously, like a McCordy was done. You know, go ahead and acquire. You know, later round picks. Use those if you need to to jump up in the draft. So I mean, but still, and like I said in the beginning, you you want to get yourself walking into that camp with the 90 best football players you can get your hands on. So you know, that's where a Hankins comes into mind as well, and obviously Kendricks with the move that was made there. Pete, as far as you know, the writing. Uh, I know you're doing any positional breakdowns here. I believe you're almost done with that. But uh, what's going to carry us from you know mid June till camp? What do you got for us, Pete? 
Uh, yeah, the positional pre- previews are you know cheap and easy, and uh, you know that's 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 always fun. Uh, but it, it, you know at some point we're going to get into what we think this whole thing's going to look like when it's built, and and a lot of the questions are going to be, and, and we've mentioned it, Jarvis Landry, who you are faster than. Um, how is he going to fit in this offense? I mean, it's very easy to go, you know, assuming he's you know clean and everything so far so good. Josh Gordon is your dude. Um, you know, you where is Jarvis Landry going to fit with that? You presumably David Njoku is going to be a guy you count on quite a bit. He should have a huge season. Um, you know, Corey Coleman's going to be here in some capacity, and if he's healthy, he's going to be an outside guy. So. You're sort of balancing all these elements, and then you've got the Duke Johnson factor. Is he going to take, you know, a smaller role, even though they're trying to extend him and all this? Somehow, some way, they've got a Todd Haley and, and Hugh Jackson, I guess, um, have to piece this all together. And what's it going to look like? And Tyrod Taylor is going to be the man to, to run it. And and it's you know, as as much as it, you know, it would be nice to be able to sort of project everything ahead. There's going to be a lot of this that, that I'm, I'm fully, you know, prepared to be dead wrong on, as I have been many times with Hugh Jackson in an offense. Uh, frankly, I think I've done better than he has. But the idea that what is what is what is the final product? I think defensively, you know, short of a few tweaks, we have a pretty good idea what the defense is going to look like. Offensively, it's going to be a lot of question marks, and and, it, and you know if it works, it'll be fun, and if it doesn't, there's going to be plenty of room to sort of discuss and dissect and look into everything. I uh, could agree with you more. Uh, you know, it's you know, like I said, 90 down to 53. It, you know, a lot of work to be done. You know, so that's going to bring us for over the next seven weeks here. Uh, I've, like I said, guys, I have a couple fun ideas we're going to do here. You know, just some general football talk. Uh, I, I'm actually uh, been in touch with. Some guys here, we're going to talk about some of the better college football teams over the last few years. I have some guys interested in coming on and talk about teams that they played on, so we're going to go with that. Uh, Locked on Browns, episode 203. You guys, go ahead, follow Pete Smith. Uh, read all his work over at NFL Spin Zone. Go ahead, follow the show at Locked on Browns. Follow me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Guys, I appreciate you, everything. Uh, the understanding for you know why I had to kind of step away for a little bit. But we're back. We'll foot, we're, we are we are full throttle once again so uh i appreciate you guys for understanding let's go browns and we'll talk tomorrow night